Hey there, I'm Daphna Chazen, and this is the Down to Earth PCOS Nutrition Podcast. On the show, we talk about managing PCOS using proven strategies, ditching diets for good, and balancing hormones naturally. Let's get to it. Hey there, welcome back to today's episode. Today we're talking about periods, and the question that we're answering is... Do we need a period? Do I even need a period? What is it good for? Other than fertility, of course, is this something that's necessary to have on a regular basis? And the reason that we're talking about this today is that obviously irregular periods are super common with PCOS. And what I've seen is that they can often become kind of an acceptable norm for many women, but even though it's super common, it's definitely not normal. So many things with PCOS are common. Acne is common, anxiety, common, sleep issues are common, but none of these things are normal. However, unfortunately, when someone has these issues for a really long time, they kind of start accepting it. And especially, and unfortunately, this is common when people are told by their doctor to not worry about their period or to just take birth control or the worst form of gaslighting, which is, oh, just come back when you're ready to get pregnant as if all we are meant to do on this earth is to bear children, right? So anything that is related to our health kind of gets pushed to the side or being put on the back burner. And over time, someone may feel like, all right, well, that's just the way things are. It's normal. There's nothing for me to do about it. And weeks, months, and years go by without periods, without regularity in the menstrual cycle. And that is absolutely not great for your body. It's not healthy and it is not normal. So today we're talking about why this approach is wrong and more so we're talking about the benefits and the high importance of getting a regular period, even if fertility is not at the forefront of your mind right now. It is still a priority to bring your period back, to regulate your menstrual cycle because of the other health benefits and what it means about your overall health, your hormones, and your body as a person with PCOS. So my goal with this episode is to really drive home the point that getting a healthy period is not just about getting pregnant. And with that, though, that being said, if you do think you'll want to have kids in the future, working on your menstrual cycle and ovulation now is obviously a great idea because these things can take time to regulate and you probably don't want to start addressing it when you're already ready to start a family. So that whole idea, again, of waiting until you get want to get pregnant or coming back at that time to start working on your cycle, it's not the best approach. In my opinion, hormone health takes time. Regulating your cycle can take several months. And so, you know, just having that ability to get pregnant whenever you want and knowing that your cycle is ready and your body is primed for that is a great thing to do. So working on it now can make life much easier and less stressful for you in the future. And again, I always tell women in my program, You want to be in a position where you get pregnant when you're ready to do so, as opposed to having to wait for medications to work or even IVF rounds where the timeline is often not in your control necessarily. So getting your cycle to regulate ASAP is the goal and not forgetting about it or putting it on hold until you're ready to have kids. That is a very short-sighted way to look at your hormones and how your cycle works. 
So that was just a side note about fertility, but today we're talking about is your cycle important beyond fertility and for what? And I actually came up with this topic after speaking to my friend Sandy. I was telling her about the period return plan, my program that's starting really soon, and how much I love this program because I get to help women get their period back. We do it in 90 days or less, and it really changes how they manage their PCOS. And I was telling her everything that's inside the program and all of that. And she said, well, let me ask you a question. Do we need a period? Like what if someone goes without a period for a few weeks or months? Is that bad? And so the answer that I shared with her is what we're talking about on today's episode. Let's dive in. The first thing we need to talk about is what's normal and healthy in terms of your period. So there are five things to look for when we're talking about your cycle, your menstrual cycle, and your periods. The first thing is the distinction between your period and your cycle. So the first thing that we want to look at is the length of your cycle. This means how many days go by between the first day of your period to the first day of your next period. This is what we're referring to when we're saying a menstrual cycle. A lot of times this is confused with the length of the period. I'll ask someone, how long is your cycle? And she'll say, oh, it's about three to five days. That's the time that she's actually bleeding. That is not your cycle. That is your period. And so a regular healthy cycle is about 21 to 35 days. This range, even though is big and it can vary month by month, it is normal. And looking at the average cycle length, meaning the time between your periods, again, it's important because it can tell us if and when you're ovulating every month. And again, it may shift a few days back and forth, but it is important to understand where in your cycle are you ovulating with PCOS. It's not going to be on day 14 for most women, which is what the textbook cycle and ovulation timeline is usually. So if someone's assuming that you have a 28-day cycle and you ovulate on day 14, that is likely not accurate at all for PCOS. Women with PCOS can ovulate on day 25 and 30 of their cycle. So knowing where that falls for you every single month is important and how long the entire cycle is. Another way to look at this is seeing how many periods you have per year. We want at least 10 or even 11 periods per year. That is considered normal. If you have any less than that, it means your cycle is too long. We want to shorten it. And it can also mean that you're not ovulating. So if you're only getting your period three or four times a year, chances are you're not ovulating. That bleed that you're seeing is not exactly a period. It's more of a withdrawal bleed from the shifting of hormones. The second thing we want to look at when we're talking about a healthy cycle is the length of the period itself. Two to seven days is normal. Third thing is the flow, the color, the type of bleeding that you're seeing. It should be bright red. It shouldn't be too heavy. The flow shouldn't be really, really high. And the color, again, bright red, not too dark, not too light. And also your period shouldn't have a lot of clots. Okay, so we're getting very kind of graphic with this, but this is important. Looking at your flow, your cycle, your period blood and making sure it's bright red, the flow is not too heavy, not too light, you're not spotting, and the bleeding is not clotty or painful, which is the next thing. Periods should not be painful. The cramping should be mild. It shouldn't require daily medications, right? So while you're bleeding, your period should not be debilitating. You shouldn't be pinned to the couch and unable to go to work or do anything. If you're having very heavy periods that are painful and really put you out, that is a sign that hormones are not balanced. 
And then what happens before the period is also important. So healthy periods don't come with a lot of PMS. Okay. PMS is normal to a degree, but you shouldn't have excessive bloating, very abrupt mood swings, very, you know, painful cramps, acne, breast tenderness. It should be manageable. Okay. So looking at PMS, looking at the length of your cycle, the length of bleeding and the type of bleeding that you're having, those are the indicators for a healthy period. There are five of them. Okay. So that's really important to understand. And all five of these things can be majorly improved through nutrition, through lifestyle habits and supplements. So what you eat, your sleep quality, your stress levels, your daily habits and movement make a huge difference on your menstrual health. And this is the good news here. Much of this is in your control. Now, when we're talking about periods, one important thing to understand is that in order to get a period, we must ovulate. When you're not ovulating, you're not getting a period, with, with the exception of a pregnancy, of course. So you can ovulate and not get a period because you're pregnant. But other than that, no period usually means no ovulation. And of course, ovulation is a must-have for a pregnancy, but also the hormonal changes that happen as a result of ovulation, specifically the increase in progesterone and balancing of estrogen can have benefits on your health. And I recently did an episode on how to balance your estrogen and progesterone. So we're not going to talk about the methods to do that. I shared a lot of that. And that was a recording from the period return plan program. And that was one of the trainings that I do inside and really helping you understand how to bring your estrogen and progesterone into good balance so that you're seeing less symptoms, you're ovulating, you're not experiencing PMS. So go back and listen to that episode if you haven't already. What I wanted to talk about today is why is this important? Why should you even bother working on balancing estrogen and progesterone? And the reason for this is, again, not just fertility, it's all the other benefits that these two hormones have on your health. Now, both of these hormones are important. I don't want it to sound like one is more important than the other, but they work together. They work in a cycle throughout the cycle and they kind of complement each other. And so what happens is that estrogen is the hormone that is dominant in the beginning of your cycle in the follicular phase, and it works on thickening the lining of the uterus. It works on stimulating your brain cells. It gives you kind of that boost of energy and feeling of well-being, okay? So estrogen gives you like a little pep in your step. It also increases blood sugar. It dilates your blood vessels. So all of these things have a beneficial effect on your mood and how you feel and your body. You probably already know that period problems are super common with PCOS, but you know what else is common? Doctors telling women to not worry about it until they're ready to get pregnant and just take birth control pills in the meantime. And that is a big mistake. In fact, that is probably the worst advice for PCOS. Your period is your body's report card. And if you're not currently at least a B-plus student, we gotta talk. This is true, by the way, even if you're not thinking about having kids now or ever. Getting a healthy period is important for many other reasons except fertility, which is why it needs your attention right now. If you're experiencing long cycles that are more than 35 days apart, if you have heavy, painful bleeding, spotting, or short cycles with bleeding that comes every two to three weeks, 
it's a clear sign that your hormones need a little TLC. And while birth control can provide temporary relief, it's not a long-term solution. What does work 100% of the time in the long run is changing your diet, taking the right supplements, and learning the healthy habits that will help you ovulate and get a healthy, regular period like clockwork every month. And that is exactly what we do inside my Period Return Plan program. This is a 90-day program to getting your period back without relying on birth control or other medications. Inside the Period Return Plan, you're gonna get a step-by-step plan to ovulate and bring back your period. It includes, of course, meal plans, live trainings, private visits with me for specific support and customized guidance, as well as a customized supplement regimen so that you can solve your period problems for good by the time we're done. And I'm doing something I've never done before. I am giving you my period back guarantee. This means that if you don't get your period back by the end of the program, we'll continue working on it until you do for no additional charge. Yep, you're gonna get additional support from me until you meet your goals for absolutely free. I want you to go and check out the details and see what you can expect inside the period return plan. So just go to daphnachazen.com slash period return. daphnachazen.com slash period return. You can see all the program details there. You can sign up right on that page. Or if you have more questions and you're not sure if it's the right fit, book a call with me and we'll chat about it. daphnachazen.com slash period return. Go check it out. And I cannot wait to work with you inside the program. Progesterone, which is present and increased in the second part of your cycle after ovulation, this is kind of like estrogen's alter ego. Okay. So uh, progesterone's job is to keep stabilize the, the lining of the uterus. So Estrogen builds it up and then progesterone comes in and maintains it. It relaxes blood vessels, it normalizes blood sugar, it stabilizes mood, and it puts the body into heal and repair mode, whereas estrogen is more stimulation. Okay. So the problem is that when estrogen dominates and you're not ovulating, you're not making progesterone, you can be in a constant state of overdrive because of the effects of estrogen. So if there's not that balance, that yin and yang action of estrogen and progesterone, you can see a lot more symptoms. And over time, that can really wreak havoc on the body, especially with PCOS. Women who experience missing periods often have higher levels of estrogen relative to progesterone, like we just said, and that can cause a lot of health problems. The first one I want to talk about is bone health. Now, you may think that bone health is not something you need to worry about in your 30s or 40s. I get it. I've been there, but it's actually a critical time to do that. And regulating your periods is part of that effort to keep your bones strong. Many people make the mistake of thinking that bones are not related to periods. They're kind of like a fixed and static thing in your body, but actually they're very much related to your period and they're anything but static. Okay. So bones are an organ in and of itself. They have their own blood supply. They have a life cycle that involves building up, tearing down, rebuilding. They're constantly working. Okay. They're constantly turning over. And when the balance of estrogen and progesterone is disrupted, as again, 
is the case with missing periods, women often see progesterone deficiency and or estrogen dominance. And estrogen can really affect how quickly old bone is taken away. So when the bone is turning over, estrogen's job is to kind of put out the bone mass that is old and needs to be repaired and needs to be turned over, whereas progesterone helps stimulate that new bone formation. Now, we also know that progesterone helps us to reach peak bone mass. So if someone's not ovulating, they're not getting a period, they're not going to be able to maximize their bone mass, and they're not also going to build that new bone that progesterone helps us do. So obviously, as women get into perimenopause in their 40s and menopause later on, that can become an issue with things like osteoporosis and fractures. So improving bone health is a huge benefit of getting your period back and regulating your cycle. The other one that I want to talk about, which is huge, is heart disease. Heart disease is the leading cause of death among women in the United States. It kills more women per year than all cancer types combined. I'm going to say that again. Heart disease is accounting for more deaths among women per year than all cancer types combined. I mean, people don't pay enough attention to heart disease and heart disease risk. And of course, women with PCOS are already at increased risk for cardiovascular disease, especially if you have a family history and there is a higher incidence of heart attacks and stroke. And that's of course related to inflammation and insulin resistance, which are the underlying root causes of many PCOS symptoms. Now, we know that the menstrual cycle has an impact on heart health because studies show that there's a higher risk for conditions like coronary heart disease, heart attacks, AFib, and other cardiovascular events among women with short or long menstrual cycles. So anyone outside that 21 to 35-day range is at higher risk for heart heart disease. We also know that there's a connection between cardiovascular function and our cycle because heart rate is slower in the menstrual and follicular phase. So in the first half of your cycle, when estrogen dominates, our heart rate tends to be lower and it's significantly faster later on during the ovulation and luteal phase. So we know there's a connection there, right? Because we see that our heart function changes as our hormones fluctuate throughout the cycle. Now, Both estrogen and progesterone have benefits on heart health, okay? So we know that progesterone, for example, helps keep blood pressure under control and estrogen controls how hard the heart is pumping, which is obviously very important. So I don't want it to sound like estrogen is bad, progesterone is good. They're both important, both beneficial, but when periods are irregular, Estrogen, again, tends to dominate, again, because there's no progesterone being made almost, and we're not seeing that cyclical nature of the hormones, which can lead to heart problems. So again, not that estrogen is bad, quite the opposite, but what's problematic is that lack of balance and the yin and yang interaction between estrogen and progesterone is not there, and that can tip the risk. It can tip the odds of having heart issues. So even though it may seem like your heart and your menstrual cycle are two completely different body systems, they're connected. And getting your period back, ovulating regularly every month has huge benefits on heart risk. It's protective. Getting your period is protective 
against heart disease, against bone loss. We also know there's a connection with immune function. So, and this is by the way why periods are now considered a fifth vital sign. In addition to things like body temperature, pulse, respiration rate, and blood pressure, periods are now considered one of those vital signs because they're that important for your body. They're highly protective of your health. All right, let's move from speaking about our physical health to mental health, which is just as important, if not more so. I think it's more important than physical health, especially for PCOS, where 30 to 40% of women with PCOS report struggling with anxiety and or depression. Huge number. That's obviously about a third. And statistically, it's more than any other group of women with a health condition, okay? So PCOS is definitely a risk factor and a condition that's associated with mental health issues. And the first thing we need to know about estrogen and progesterone and how they can help with brain health and mood regulation is that they trigger different neurotransmitters in our brain. So estrogen, for example, triggers dopamine and serotonin. So it kind of, like I said before, gives you a little pep in your step, the feeling of an upbeat mood, increased energy levels, improved verbal skills. Like when you're in your first part of your cycle and estrogen is higher, but in the normal ranges, still we don't want it to be too, too high you're feeling energetic. It's a good time to be creative and to do presentations at work and to do things that require more of your energy. Because then in the second part of your cycle, after ovulation, progesterone comes in and says, all right, let's chill out and be homebodies, (laughs) right? So it mellows down your mood. It keeps you calm and relaxed. And believe it or not, there's decreased anxiety. Okay, this is all thanks to a neurotransmitter called GABA, which you may have heard about. So as you can imagine, if there's no ovulation and no period, your estrogen levels, again, they can get too high or be higher relative to progesterone. Again, if there's no ovulation, there's very little to no progesterone, and that keeps you overstimulated mentally and in this state of overdrive. And if you ever felt wired and tired, you couldn't sleep at night, but you were exhausted and you're constantly feeling on edge, that could be that feeling. That could be why. So it's important to understand that we need that balance, not just for the body, but also for mood, mood regulation. So this is where it's at. Those neurotransmitters are what dictates your mood. Of course, in addition to other things, and it's always important to work on anxiety and mood swings outside of of course, regulating your menstrual cycle. And there are many, many things that you can do. And again, all of this is what we teach inside the program. I teach you how to create a whole lifestyle, which I know is cliche, but I teach you exactly what to do every day, what habits to practice so that you can feel good, not from just a hormonal level, but also mentally. Okay, you're feeling consistent, you're feeling confident, and that can reduce anxiety. A lot of the anxiety that comes with PCOS has to do with overwhelm, not knowing how to manage the condition, not knowing what the future holds, how to manage your health optimally. And so we work on all of these things at the same time and bringing your period back within 90 days or less. And one thing that I want you to know about this program, I have a period back guarantee. So I'm going off on a little tangent here because I want to make sure that you know that if you do not get 
your period back, or if you have period problems that are different, like a short cycle, spotting, heavy bleeding. Sometimes people come in and they're bleeding for weeks on end and it doesn't stop. We work on all period problems inside the program. If they are not fixed by the end of our time together, we will continue to work together until they are fixed for no additional charge. That is my guarantee for you. This is why you know, I do this because I believe so strongly in the program. Obviously I wouldn't offer this if I didn't think the program would work for you and anybody out there that I don't think anybody out there is doing this. And most people are just putting out random things that don't come together to a full cohesive plan. And that's the problem. Okay. Inside the period return plan, you have a serious, solid plan that's already been proven. And I guarantee you that it will work. If it doesn't, we'll continue working together until you're happy with your menstrual cycle. So I just wanted to mention that. All right. So mental health is part of that physical health, of course. And one more thing that I wanted to share regarding progesterone and stress levels and mental health is that there is a link between those two things. So progesterone and cortisol are made from the same parent hormone. Okay, so all hormones start from this one hormone and then it kind of splits off and it creates different things. The body has this triage system, right? This regulation system that lets it do what is most needed first. So if you are under a lot of stress, you are not going to be making enough progesterone, even if you're ovulating, because your body is busy making cortisol, which is the stress hormone. And your body's priority is always going to be protecting itself from threat. Real or perceived, it doesn't matter, but it does this by making more cortisol. And as far as your body is concerned, dealing with this threat, whatever it may be, it could be a work schedule, it could be life events, it could be an actual threat if you're, you know, God forbid, in a car accident or a situation where your physical health is in danger, your body will make cortisol. And that's going to be more important than making progesterone for the long term in order for you to survive, right? So your body is not going to think about reproducing if there's a survival risk. So... I wanted you to know this because if you're under stress that's not properly managed for whatever reason, and even if you, you're you likely not going to ovulate because stress makes a huge impact on menstrual health and ovulation, but also if you do ovulate, there are chances that you wouldn't be making enough progesterone and that's where you can see spotting and short cycles and issues related to that. So the connection between menstrual health and mental health has a few layers. And again, it's related to neurotransmitters, it's related to cortisol, and it's also related to the fact that fertility is not going to be your body's priority. So it's likely that you're not gonna ovulate because the conditions in your body, whether that's mentally or physically or both, are not optimal for conception. So your body's very smart and knows that. And that's also true for blood sugars that are dysregulated and other things that are often happening with PCOS and are impacting ovulation. And it's all because, again, your body knows that now is not the right time. Now, as I said before, there are many other benefits to regulating your period. We can't get into all of them today, but I want you to know one thing. There are benefits related to immune health, skin health, breast health, and of course, reducing cancer risk. If someone is not getting a regular period, their risk of uterine cancer because of the thickening of the lining of the uterus is increased. And so this is why it's important to induce a period with progesterone or however you and your doctor decide to do that every several months. 
And again, if you're not currently getting a regular period, please get it checked. There could be other more serious things happening and you don't want to kind of be on your own and waiting for it for months on end. So if you're interested in regulating your period and getting your cycle back to a normal 21 to 35 days with confirmed ovulation, understanding how to track your cycle, what habits to follow every single day, I want to invite you into the period return plan. I will put the details in the show notes. You can also go to Daphne Chase slash periods, daphnachazen.com slash periods. All the information is there. You can book a call with me if you're not sure if the program is for you and we can chat about it. So this is a great proven method that I've been using for a long time. So again, there is a guarantee that comes along with this program and it's 90 days of us working together to customize the plan, to make sure it works for you. There are private visits with me and tons of support and resources, okay? So I wanted to let you know about the benefits of getting your period back. We talked about some of the ways that you can start doing that in previous episodes, and I hope that you found it helpful and that it gave you some food for thought, and I can't wait to connect with you again soon. I'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye.